It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Banning, and I will be your host for this exciting and invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I want to thank each one of our listeners today for tuning in and also for the ones that will be listening to the recording. I am so very grateful for each one of you listeners. And we have an amazing returning diva with me that is with me every month on the third Monday at 10 a.m. Central Time. And her name is Beth Lorne Parrish. And she is going to share with us about building confidence while riding. Oh, man, this is going to be great. Beth, could you introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself today, please? Of course. Thank you so much, Joyce. So I have my business Inspired Riding, and I'm a certified riding instructor and remote coach. And I encourage all equestrians to slow down, tune into their intuition, listen to their horses, and have more fun with their co-creative dances. Oh, Oh, I love it. Oh, I just love it. Tune into their horses. And I love the dance with your horse. That is just beautiful. (laughs) And you can dance on the ground or on their back, whatever they they like most. (laughs) Exactly. They'll be your dance partner if you just tune into them. (laughs) That is just great. Well, with your title today, Building Confidence While Riding, and with you being a certified instructor, what are some of the first steps that you would start with on helping individuals to build confidence while riding with their horse? Well, the first thing I always suggest to people and what I start a lesson with is how are you feeling? So we start with a self-assessment. We have to be aware of actually how you're feeling. Are you feeling grounding? Are you feeling connected to your body? If not, then we need to address that first before you can even connect to your horse. So I teach people how to get quiet enough and take the time to really notice when they're out of alignment mentally, physically, emotionally. And once they are aware of it, then they'll know what to do next. And then from there we go and say, okay, so how is the horse feeling? Do they feel grounded, connected to us, ready to participate? Um, Do they feel relaxed or are they tense or are they distracted? So you go through just that series of self-assessment and your horse assessment. And then from there, then you can decide, okay, what are my goals for today? What are my long-term goals? And how do we, you know, make it the best situation possible in this moment for all of us and, and kind of go from there? So, yeah, so the biggest thing to first, establish is realize how you're feeling and so many people don't always know they they sometimes get like this feeling of I don't know that's kind of like butterflies but I'm not sure why so mm-hmm. I'm the one to say okay so let's take a moment and breathe and actually ask so you could place your hand on your heart and your hand on your belly you can even do this just right now and take a nice deep breath and then feel okay 
what's going on here? And then ask, what are these butterflies trying to tell me? Are they just saying that I'm excited or is there a danger? And if so, what do I need to do to make sure I stay safe? And then so you might get images, you might get feelings, you might get actual words, you might get an impulse and inspired action. Um, So these are the things that people sometimes just kind of brush past because they're just rushing and want to just get the job done, get on the horse and go. But I'm like, hey, wait a second, this could actually save your life if you do this. (laughs) Let's dial it down a notch and, and give us a moment to really assess and then from there, once we're more tuned in with our bodies, then we can actually be more receptive and help our horses even more. Oh, oh, that is awesome. I love that. How to get, how to check your mental, your physical, and your emotional state. And do you feel that listening to your intuition at this time is so important? Because like you said, Sometimes we're in such a hurry, it's like, oh, I got to get, I got to go right horse, then I got to do this and do this and do this. If we just stop and kind of listen to what our intuition is telling us, do you feel that plays a big part in tuning in to how we are feeling? Absolutely, that's a huge part, and that's actually why I developed my companion journal. It actually has a section where you tune in before you go ride. You write down your goals, of course, and what you appreciate. But then it actually has you – it says slow down, tune in, and listen. What is your inner guidance telling you right now? So I have actual practice where I have a separate journal where I write um, for like a whole page in the morning for like five minutes asking my inner guidance what I need to focus on. So if you get in the habit of doing that, and it could be just simply placing your hand on your heart and say, hey, what do I need right now? And then just notice. It might be, oh, you might need to drink a little water. Oh, you might need to do some yoga stretches or might need to dance and shake my hips a little and get myself ready for a ride. You know, whatever <laughs> it is, if if you just take those few extra moments, it really could save you from an accident because you're you're really tuning in. Or it might say, hey, today might not be the best day to ride. Maybe you should do groundwork because you're really not in a good place right now. Or, you know, that conversation from last night still weighing on you, you know, things like that. So it really helps when you start to do this regularly. And, it, and you have to practice it just like anything else. And it will make a difference. Oh, oh I love that. Focus, inner guidance just kind of focus on what you need need for today. I love journaling in that. That is a great idea, Beth. That is just beautiful to just and just take those few minutes and it's such a few minutes that can mean so much and change so much throughout your day if you just listen and focus on what your inner self is telling you what you're needing today. Oh, what a beautiful way to start. I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh. Now, did and I have to ask, did you learn this through becoming a certified teacher to tune in these different ways, or has this been learned more through personal experiences? Yeah, this is definitely through personal experience. <laughs> I, learned, uh, I learned a ton of, you know, centered riding from my original trainer in New York. I've gone to countless clinics and I've learned from so many different people all of the beautiful classical ways to train and teach. But they never really got into this side of it where you're seriously 
diving deep into the intuition and telepathy. So I explored on my own um, all the esoteric learning. My sister is an intuitive, and she's amazing. So we would have long conversations all the time, and she would direct me to books to read, and and everything I would start reading would really resonate, and then it just became this insatiable (laughs) feeling inside me, like, I need to keep learning more. And so I'm sure some of the listeners might be – familiar with Abraham Hicks and that that was one of my first introductions to learning how to tune in and 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 just focus on the joy of life and learning that things don't have to be a certain way that you can shift your perspective and it's it's a beautiful way to live and it's one of the many ways that I've learned and so I just incorporate all of that into my teaching so I I feel really blessed that I can make it more of a holistic experience even even remotely so that's it's just a cool thing. It's not just learning how to ride safely and be balanced, which is very important to me, of course, but I also want to make mm-hmm. sure that the extra element, the extra layer is built in where people feel so confident emotionally and mentally as well as physically. And right. it just makes all the difference. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, I that is just beautiful. And I kind of was thinking it was probably from – learning personal experiences that brought you to this, which brings a whole nother level in my thinking to writing because you're first tuning into yourself and to your horse. And then when, if it's like you said, if it's not the day to ride, do groundwork, do something other than having to think you have to get on and what a much more pleasurable experience it's probably going, it's more than likely going to be if you do it that way. Oh, I love how you've incorporated that into that. Now, do you feel then too, and do you see it in your students and the ones that you help on this, that it does improve their writing when they first tune in to themselves and their horse? Oh, without a doubt. It's amazing. They say, you know, it's just, it it doesn't even take that much, but when they actually start to implement this moment of pause, breathe, smile, and really just Uh take in that that feeling of, oh, I get to ride, I'm going to appreciate the moment, what can I do to make it better for both of us? And then it's amazing the feedback I've, I've received from my remote students and how much they've improved and and then even if I just put a post in my main group that has over 1,300 members, and I'll ask them, you know, what have you learned from Inspired Writing? And almost all of them will say, slow down, listen to my intuition, listen to my horse. I'm like, okay, you guys are getting it. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> so it's like we're creating this beautiful movement, and I just love seeing that. And, you know, speaking from personal uh, experiences, I, I might have mentioned this already before in another podcast, but – you know, the mm-hmm. time where it was like blaring, screaming at me, the morning I had my first big fall where I had to have surgery, I actually had a voice inside of me say, you're going to fall today. And I ignored it. And so when I actually was in the hospital recovering from my arm surgery where they put a metal plate in my arm, all I could think mm-hmm. of was I had a voice tell me and I did nothing to change my day. And so now I'm like, okay, this is really important. <laughs> we need yeah. to uh, find all the riders to listen. And and actually, even if, if there isn't something specific coming up, to actually ask. So they always say, like, your, your angel guides are there at the ready, but you actually have mm-hmm. to ask them to step in and help. Mm-hmm. So 
I think I was reading a quote by Mike Dooley, who does the notes from the universe, basically like, hey, you're not using all your guides. What's up with that? You can ask them for help, and, and you can, like, fly and be even more bold and do amazing things. So you use, use those angels wisely, you know. <laughs> so, you know, you can call your inner guidance God, the universe, angels, your higher self, whatever you want to call it, but just be sure to ask them, you know, what you <laughs> could do to make things better, and then you're going to be amazed by what, what starts to stream in because we can all channel and download information once we get quiet enough and actually acknowledge that we have that power within. Yes. Um, um, yes, definitely. And Oh, how ironic that is because I just read a quote, I think it was yesterday, just about that, about calling in your angel, your guides, animal spirits to help you to realize what, what you should be focusing on at that moment and how much how much more and how much deeper you can go and what how you can improve on yourself and those around you your animals everything oh that is so ironic that i just read that yesterday as you were saying that i'm going i just read one just like that oh i love that <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i love oh, how things line up That is just incredible. And I always say I call in my animal spirits to help me on different things. And it, a gal looks at me and goes, animal spirits? And I go, yeah, they're, they're our guides. I said they help us all the time. And even when we don't realize it, they're there ready to help us. And I'm like, I love it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I call in my horses that have crossed over to help as well. And that, that's such a beautiful thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a beautiful thing. Absolutely beautiful because those spirits are always, they're always there. They're right beside us waiting to help us at any given time. Definitely. Well, as you see, at, we've talked about what we need to do in the beginning to feel. Now, if somebody is saying, okay, I, I've got a couple of them. I, I feel like I'm mentally ready. I'm physically ready. My emotions just aren't quite right how do you help them at that point when they say okay I've got two out of three do I ride what do I do I usually ask them to um, speak out loud how they're feeling Mm -hmm. and once they do it often clears the air so they can say hey I'm really angry about this or I'm really frustrated about this or I'm really scared about this I'm sad about this and then we talk through it and then I ask okay do you think your horse would be able to handle you riding them right now with these emotions? And then, then they usually go, oh, well, maybe not. Or actually, yeah, that actually could help me. And if I just tell them what's going on, they'll probably support me. So it just depends on them and the mm-hmm. horse, of course. Like I had a, right. a day where my website got hacked a couple of years ago, and I was so frustrated all day that I knew I had to go to Mina Pony. And I went out to see her, and I said, listen, this has been my day. I'm really still a little bit frustrated, but I'm going to do my best for you. But I just want to let you know how I'm feeling. And she gave me this look. Clearly, got, I got you. We're going to have some fun. I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. I'm going to go in the other room because my puppies are going wild. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh. Oh, I just love that as she gave, as your pony gave you that look that uh, I got it. I, I understand, 
and I'm going to help make your day better is basically what I'm hearing. And I just love that because I see that so much in my horse's eyes. If I go out there and just love on them, it's just like they knew I needed that love from them, and they're right there to give it. I, They are such magical animals that they totally understand before you even get there what you're really needing. And I absolutely love that about them. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they can feel it. And that's the thing. I mean, we talk about being congruent inside and out. So if you're inside feeling funky, but you're, like, saying, I'm fine, I'm fine, your horse is going to look at you and go, no, you're not fine. You need to tell me what's up, lady. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So and, I really and how not to, like, pretend to leave your emotions at the gate. You actually have to bring your emotions and and be honest about them, and then your horse can Mm -hmm. be relieved. Yes. Oh, yes, they can. And how true that is because so many times our our first response when somebody says, how are you? Oh, I'm good. And it's like, yeah, right. And your horse is going, no, you're not. (laughs) Oh, Now, how... How do you go about, you said first you look at the the individual's person, the human side on those three aspects. How do you help them then go to the horse and find out if the horse is mentally, physically, and emotionally ready? Well, typically if you if you own the horse, you, you have a good sense, a good rapport with them, and you can kind of get, get to know how they are. Um, you know, you look through your typical signs if they're in parasympathetic or not. And if they're not, their head's going to be up. They're going to be looking around. They're going to be, like, acting like the engine's revving, you know. <laughs> so uh-huh. you want to take your best to what I say, find the relaxation button, which is principally getting their head to relax down, getting them to lick, chew, and swallow, take some deep breaths. I, I often um, remind people to do what's called the horse sigh, where you just, you know, you just let it out and sound like a horse. And usually... Um, when you do it, the horse will mirror you and do the same. And and sometimes the horses will do it while you're riding to remind you to breathe. I really love that mm-hmm. one. I, I find my pony does that often. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, Mom, you're holding my hand. You focus on making sure your horse is relaxed and, you know, willing. And I do a lot of little, little check-ins. So I'll make sure my pony wants to work with me by... I go start to set up, and then he's all the way in the back of the woods. And if he comes over, that's a good indication he wants to do something. If I have to go get him in the woods, it's usually mm, maybe not today, or maybe you have to convince me. So there's there's different levels to it. And then when I get to grooming him and I check in and see how his body feels, and then when it's time for the saddle, I actually take the halter off, and he's completely free. He can run back into the woods. But if he allows me to saddle him, that's another indication, okay, he feels ready to go. So there's lots of little things you can do as long as you're in a safe space, you know, if you wanted to set up where you don't have your your horses tied when you get ready. Of course, there's always Mm going to be exceptions. Make sure you stay safe. But, you know, Mm -hmm. those are fun little things you can do to check in and make sure they're definitely ready. And then, you know, just going on a walk with them before you ride, like that's always a nice thing to do is just hand walk them around your arena and get them to look around. My pony is very much like the security guard. He needs to like 
survey the whole space before he can focus, you know, make sure there's nothing that's going to jump out at us. <laughs> so I let him have his moment where he just has to look around and then and we breathe together and then he relaxes and then he's ready for the ride. So, yep. Oh. Those, those are the things I usually suggest to do. Uh-huh. Oh, those are great pointers to do. I love that. And I love how you take the halter off when you saddle him. That is that's incredible because you give him that opportunity that if he's like, no, this is not the day to ride. Let's just be together. He has that opportunity. That is that is beautiful. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. And it's really cool because um, so far out of all the rides I've done, only about three times has he run away from me or just wandered off. But uh-huh. most of the time he's been up for it. But the times he wandered off, it was very interesting. I I noticed that the footing in the arena was still a little bit slippery, so I think he got the sense that it would have been too dangerous for us to do things. And I thought that was pretty cool. (laughs) That is cool. And the other couple times really wasn't in the mood. Something was spooking him that day. And you just have to let them have their days, and they're just like us. You know, you have to honor how they're feeling too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, how true it is. How true it is, and how they talk to us like that. It, it, it is just incredible because in just a small instance, I, one of my horses, I went and got him and moved him around to another pen, and he just wasn't himself. I could tell when I put the halter on him, he was he was nervous, and I was like, okay, we got to go, we got to go. Well, I should have known that that was my first sign, and yes, he did bolt from me and sort up my finger, but I'm like. Okay, that was my own fault. He gave me the warning to tell that he some things were spooking him to be on the alert, and I wasn't. So they they tell you if we just tune in and listen. That's what just amazes me with them. They they are so in they're so into their intuition of what's going on, and it's like I'm sure they're going, "Why do you not understand me?" Yeah, that's why when we actually slow down and stop rushing about, they're like, oh, there you are. You know, uh-huh. it's it's uh-huh. a beautiful thing. <laughs> I'm sorry about your yeah. hand, though. That's not fun. <laughs> oh, well, it happens. And like I said, it was my own fault. I wasn't I wasn't listening to him. He was telling me. So, but, but And I love how you said when a horse sighs, it's like even when they're riding, they're maybe trying to tell you to take a breath, breathe. Pause, breathe, yes. and smile a minute. <laughs> exactly. It's really. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're they're they talking to us all the time, so we just need to acknowledge that and appreciate it, and do our best to listen as best we can. Yes. Yes. Oh, I so agree. They are, they are such companions. They want, they want to help us is how I always feel. They are there that they want to be there to help us if we will just tune in and listen to what they're trying to say. So they can be there for us. Wow. I love that. Yeah, well, as, yes, they are, the horses to me are a very true blessing. I love them. <laughs> Do you feel as a rider builds confidence in the riding, do you feel this carries over into the rest of their life that they're building their confidence in a lot of other ways also? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I always say that the way you ride and interact with horses is how you do life. So (laughs) if there's moments where you're, like, a little hesitant, but then, 
like know that you do have the skills for it and just slowly step into that moment of anxiety and cruise past it and realize, hey, this can be fun. And then you all of a sudden start to expand your comfort zone and, and that translates in everything in life. And I find that's been happening more and more for myself actually in my business. Like the more I push myself little by little with my riding and, and start to jump more. I used to jump so much as a child and now I'm building my confidence up from all my injuries and and um, trusting this pony that loves to jump. And he actually pulled me towards the jumps while we're warming up. And I have to go, okay, I've got to get my stuff together so I can do this for him. And the more confident I get and realize the more I do it, then it translates to when I'm working on something in my business, like, oh, I think I want to try this next. And it's a little bit scary. It's a huge project. I think I can do it. Maybe I'll just keep looking for support. And then next thing you know, it starts to unfold and the magical things start happening. So. Now I'm actually developing an app that I had only like envisioned briefly last year, and now oh my gosh, it's actually happening. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is awesome on how how building confidence with riding will not only help you with you and your horse, but it's going to help you to become a better person because you're going to build that confidence, and it'll teach you to listen to your intuitions about other things. Too, because your intuition to me is always talking to you no matter where you're at, what you're doing. It's always there saying, giving you that advice if we just will tune in and go inside and listen to that intuition. Do you feel that way on on life itself? Oh, yes. And I find that anytime I don't check in with my intuition, that's when I start to get too much in my head and not in my heart. And that's when um, I start to get spacey, and those are the times I actually got into accidents <laughs> because I wasn't yeah. really present and calm in my body. Calm is a superpower. So the more you focus on just doing some deep breathing, you know, doing some box breathing and getting yourself in your body again and feeling everything. And sometimes that can be scary because sometimes the emotions that come up or the pain that shows up in your body is not pleasant. So remember that as you're going through these sort of things, be really kind to yourself. Let yourself rest, you know, give yourself grace if you need to take a nap, you know, reset button. That's always good. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Things, mm-hmm. These are big things to consider um, because you're you're actually having to face what's going on in your life and not just rush past it and just get on your horse and everything will be fine. But, you know, it might not be. So you have to always <laughs> be sure that you're, you're checking in and, yeah, the inner guidance is one of the most amazing things that humans are equipped with, and we all have it. So might as well use our power tools. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love that. It is a power tool. Oh, that's beautiful. I love, I love to call it a power tool, our inner guidance, because it so is, and how we overlook it so much, and it can influence, help us in our life so much. Oh, that is beautiful. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you are so welcome, Beth. This interview has gone all too quickly again. There has been so many things to talk about in building confidence. We just barely touched on just a few. We'll we'll have to do another sequel to this one because there's so much more. I think we might have to do more parts because I have like way more notes for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. I love it. That may be in September. We will be doing that. We will do a continuation to this that. one. That sounds wonderful to me. I love that, too. 
Well, as we come to a close on this, is there a final tip you would like to leave in our listeners' minds today? Yes, there's a really wonderful book called Alter Ego, and I really suggest people check it out. Uh, I can sum it up where if you just principally think of another identity that you would like to focus on to help you build your confidence. So for me, it's like Wonder Woman. And when I think of her, I'll like put on my Wonder Woman socks when I go ride and that'll give me an extra boost of confidence because I imagine that I'm her and the next thing you know, like my whole energy shifts and I think about, well, what would Wonder Woman do? You know, and it doesn't have to be a fictional character. It could be someone you know. It could be your younger, more bold self. It could be an animal that you really admire. So Choose an alter ego that you could like tap into to help give you that extra boost of confidence. Oh, oh, what a great, great tip to leave with our listeners today. I loved it, Beth. Beth, I want to thank you so much for all the valuable information you shared and for being a guest on Robust Lifestyle Show. This was just a blast. I learned so much and had so much fun. Thank you again. You're most welcome. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome, Beth. You are very welcome. And I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in today to this incredible informational interview with Beth Lauren Parrish. And please remember to tune in the third Monday of each month at 10 a.m. Central Time to learn more. And in September, we're going to do more on building confidence while riding. So I want to tell all of you to be sure to check out all the hosts and their shows on divasatcare.com. Absolutely fantastic day. Remember, be kind to all. And as Beth said, use that power tool that you have of your inner guidance. And give your animals an extra hug and share your love with them. And until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.